Welcome back to Master the Marketplace with Caspian. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Master the Marketplace. Today, we're going to get a little technical, and we're going to talk about keywords. We're going to talk about branding. We're going to talk about getting yourself to be number one on Google. And we have got a special guest with us today, the head of SEO for Caspian, Autumn Ledesma. So welcome to the show, Autumn. Hello, happy to be here. Great. So to get started, Autumn, maybe just tell people a little bit about you, yourself, your background, and you know what you do at Caspian. Of course. So I come from the traditional SEO background. Um, I call myself an SEO, which is a search optimization, search engine optimizer. And what we do is we go into a website, we dial it in for keywords, for technical SEO, and do all the things that we need to do to get your website found on page one of Google, preferably on rank spot number one, so that more people will click on your website and hopefully you'll be able to sell your product or service better. And I work in that capacity at uh, Caspian, and um, we provide search engine optimization for our clients for their products that we sell on e-commerce platforms like Amazon and eBay. That's great. And so, Autumn, what got you into this SEO space? What gets you excited about that? Like, what led you to this moment in your career? Well, it's wonderful that you asked me that question. One thing that people remark on with me is how passionate I am about SEO. Um, it goes down to how much I like small businesses and I like to get people to succeed with their entrepreneurial dreams. It's a really, really hard thing to do nowadays to try to sell online or even to just be seen online. And so you have to work with tapping into um, marketing goals, with people's psychology, and with um, the technical things of algorithms for search engines. And um, all these things hopefully work out so that someone will be able to do their business, business and do it successfully. Fantastic. Great. Awesome. So, you know, let's just, uh, with that being said, let's just get right into it. So maybe for our listeners out there, for our viewers out there, just give them a 30,000 foot view on, you know, why is search so important? Why is SEO so important? If you're running a business, if you're a brand, like why is this so critical for them to pay attention to? To answer that, you need to examine how people are making their purchases right now in this um, very ever-changing um, way of um, consumer purchasing. Um, think about how you yourself are making purchases with um, in light of COVID-19. And um, let's see, also think about how someone is searching online and what their intent is when they type into a search engine. You need to make sure that your website um, represents the best solution for that person um, when they have a need for a product or an answer or a service. And so why is search so important? Um, it's the difference between consumers finding your brand and you being stuck in anonymity. It's kind of harsh, but um, when you really look at it, every day more brands are going online um, because they're finding that either it's just difficult to sell in person in brick and mortar stores or 
there's a niche and they might have some sort of side hustle and maybe they can start selling online as um, a side business. So you've got all these different brands throwing their hat into the online arena and it's making the discovery phase a lot more complicated for consumers and for search engines alike. So businesses are really having to beef up their, um, their online presence and pay attention to the rules of the game for search engines if they want to be found. And so that's the first reason why search is important. And I would call it just like maybe getting a competitive edge over the multitudes. But the second reason is return on investment. And this is specifically for brands who either have a website already or they are considering one. Um, I often see brands trying to justify the money that they spend on their website. And it really depends on the industry that you're in. Uh, nine out of 10 times, I'd say the money that you invest in your website should directly correlate to the revenues that you pull in. And if it's not doing then, if it's not doing that, then you either need to optimize your site or you just need to pull the plug and go offline altogether. So ultimately think of your website as a property asset. And if you don't take care of that property, it's gonna become a liability. And um, basically, why would you spend money on something if it's not going to return any money for you in the long run? Right. And so then how should a brand think about balancing their SEO search engine of you know, optimization efforts with maybe paid advertising? Like how should they think about that? Maybe they're two sides of the same coin. Like what's your view on, on that? That's a really good question. Um, a good marketing strategy, of course, blends both paid advertising and search. Um, we can call that either search strategy or um, organic or just non-paid versus paid um, strategies. Um, paid advertising gets a prominence. Um, sorry, let's see. Um, what should I say? Paid advertising gets prominent emphasis in your short-term marketing strategy. Whereas um, organic gets emphasis in long term. Um, when you see, when you look at um, the page one of Google, um, there's four slots at the top that are paid and three slots at the bottom that are paid. And the stuff in between the nine to 10 results um, in the middle are organic. And so you're kind of playing towards two types of consumers. Do the consumers click on the advertising um, slots or do they want to go straight for the organic where they're not no funny business, they're not trying to be sold anything. And so ultimately you want to be populating on both of those. Got it. So you have to have a strategy that potentially combines both. And how long do you typically, so let's talk about, you mentioned Google and number one there. So I wanted to ask you a question, but I'm going to step back and ask you something differently first. So how do you get onto any search engine onto Google? Explain the process of SEO. You know, I've heard these, this terminology like keywords and you know, all of that. Like, what does that all mean? Like, just distill it down for our, for our viewers. That's the biggest question that I get, especially from business owners, because they know their business, but they don't know all the the crazy wizardry that goes into um, a search algorithm. Um, the the hard answer is Google's search algorithms change all the time, and Google's rarely 100% transparent about all its details. And so any SEO will tell you that there's no exact formula to get onto page one. Um, and, so just getting that disclaimer out of the way, the major thing to keep in mind is user experience. 
um, search engines were created originally to answer real people's real questions. Just cut and dry. I have a question. I need to find a pair of blue shoes. Who has blue shoes? And so um, knowing that, we do know for certain that search engines like Google rank um, a, a web page, not just a, a website in general, according to um, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. They call it EAT, E-A-T. And um, it's just basically they want to display web pages that have authority on a subject and that are going to deliver on whatever a person actually truly wants to see and not just some spammy link. Got it, got it. And so really the strategy then for, from a brand's perspective is to just do your business well and then create more pages. It's like, what's the, what's, your, what's the strategy that a business should follow? Not to try to, you know, hack the, end, the search engine or anything, but what should we do every day when it comes to SEO? Everyday SEO, um, you need to start with your website's blueprint first right. and foremost. You need to figure out um, why do you have a website and how is that website going to speak to your business goals? Because if it's going in multiple different directions, not speaking to your core competencies, then your website is going to fall flat in the water and it's not going to rank. Um, so start with a blueprint at the beginning, map out um, the navigation of it. So if you look at a website, you can see the navigation bar on the top, services, um, about us, contact us, blah, blah, blah. Make a navigation that is not confusing that will um, anticipate users' intent. Um, and I'm on this website, obviously, because I want to find a lawn mowing service. So I have a button for a lawn mowing service if that's exactly what you want to start selling. Um, if your navigation and your website structure are confusing, you're going to have a lot of um, bounce rate, which means a person's going to click on that link, which is awesome, but then they're going to get horribly confused and then they're going to bounce. And that's a ranking factor for Google. They're going to ding you. Um, and so just basically make your navigation clean and inviting. But then after that, once you have an idea for a blueprint, you need to figure out a keyword strategy that speaks to your business goals. Without a keyword strategy, a search engine has no way of knowing what your um, website is about, what your content is trying to hit, and what sort of user you're trying to attract. Choose a keyword strategy that best represents who you are as a business and what your business goals are. And then from there, um, you need to write compelling content that addresses that expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Um, it's the stuff that gets people to click on a link from um, Google or any other search engine and then click further into your website so that you can entice them to learn more about your business and maybe um, convert. And that's another ranking factor for search engines that they see that people are interacting and staying on your website longer. They're going to think, oh, this is a great website. I want to show that to the next person who searches. And then from there, you need to make sure that your technical workings on your site are all dialed in. And that's where a lot of websites fall short. Um, every day I find websites that are super slow at loading mm -hmm. or that there's just a mess of different links that are leading to error pages or um, that they have just, um, let's see, I guess this is not so much technical, but I really do want to hit, make sure that your um, content is quality and not just spammy, just full of just 
images that have no importance or text that's just trying to run up the word count. Um, Google's going to be ranking a ton of different technical factors. And that is something that you need to rely on a good webmaster for, for the person who's handling your website. And it's a whole other topic for a podcast at some later date. Sure. And then what, what's your thoughts on, on, you know, a, like a blog, you know, you know, I've heard out there that, you know, blogs are that the dime a dozen of them, there's so many out there. Like what's your view on you know, should should brands or companies have a blog as part of their website? Should they write content there regularly? Like what's your view there in today's day? That's a really good question too. Um, it depends on the industry that you're in. If you are a beauty company and you have beauty products, absolutely write blogs about it because there's going to be a lot of people who are in that discovery funnel um, looking through your website, trying to get an idea on um, what product you're offering, but also like what your um, what your company's values are, um, what these ingredients are going to do for you. This all goes into researching to get a, a customer to trust your brand. So that's um, if you're a beauty brand. But if you're a construction company, do you think people are going to be looking for blogs on construction and then going, great, I really want to hire that company to build my building? (laughs) So if you look at it time um, investment-wise, you can definitely write blogs. You can populate the heck out of your website with blogs. But if they are not going to add any value to someone who is trying to find something out about your product or service, don't write anything. Yeah, I think you make a key point, which is, you know, you've got to think, even if it's if it's a simple question around, you know, should you have a blog or not, but you've got to think about the consumer. You've got to think about how the consumer really shops, how the consumer makes their purchase decisions. And if they're like reading articles before they make a decision or they want to see content before they make a decision, then maybe a blog makes sense, right? Or, or you're right in the construction company. I mean, I've, I've interacted with a few construction folks in the past and I honestly never had a single blog. So, but uh, you know, it was word of mouth and it was a different sales funnel uh, as to a blog, for example. So that says. And then what's your view on, you know, a lot of, we are in the e-commerce space and a lot of our customers are brands and, you know, we work with, you know, our distributors, manufacturers. Uh, of course, the brand is trying to maintain their brand image, showcase their products and services. But then also the aspect of selling, you know, their products directly from their website. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Should brands be thinking about selling on their own website along with all these different marketplace channels or not? Like, what's your view there? That is um, something that Caspian has actually written a little bit about in the past. Um, and should you be on Google, or sorry, should you be on Amazon? Should you be selling on Walmart? Um, and do you have a viable line of products that you think would work on the e-commerce marketplace? Or should you just sell right from your um, Shopify website? Right. First of all, it comes down to um, a brand preference. Um, I would direct people to look at our previous blogs on the subject. Um, I think there's one that's called something like um, why your brand should be on Amazon right now, even if you don't want to. (laughs) Um, For my interests, I'm sorry, for my expertise, I mean, um, a traditional SEO background, 
you should see if um, running an e-commerce website off of these e-commerce platforms is um, lucrative for your company. It's very um, money intensive and time intensive. You're going to have to go through a lot of different requirements if you want to sell your own products. And so do you want um, a vehicle um, to do it for you or if you, do you want to manage it yourself? There's a lot of work that goes into it. And on top of it, a lot of technical SEO, too. If you have... Uh, 1,500 products that you're selling on your own websites, those are 1,500 different opportunities to have errors, to have Google or Bing or any other search engine ding you and never show that product ever. Excellent. Well, that's a good point. Speaking of Bing, what's your view on uh, you know, Google versus Bing? And is there a difference on how you optimize your website for either of those search engines? Different search engines do have their own algorithms and their own um, algorithmic requirements. Um, stick to the fundamentals is what I always say, but um, Google has the market share, of course. If you go down the line, then there's Bing and then there's some other ones. Um, Google is king. It's their sandbox right now. Um, if it will be in the future, I'm not sure. Um, so play for the strengths of Google. Um, but outside that, you are going to get a lot of people who are searching on um, different search engines. So um, I, I think focus your efforts on Google, but mostly focus on user intent. Got it. No, that makes sense. So let's talk a little more about Google. And let's talk about maybe creating a keyword strategy for Google. So how should someone think about setting up a, setting up their keywords on Google you know, with the goal of ranking number one or as high as possible? So what would be the strategy? How should they start going about researching keywords and how would they go about that? Look to the business. Um, look to what your core competencies are. Look to your goals. What do you want to sell? Um, what's your marketing mix and what do you want to sell more of? Right. That'll give you a good idea on um, a, a, a seed keyword, which is basically like a starter keyword that you start your research from and then go from there. Basically, what you want to do if you're a budding company online is to use various tools at your um uh, that you have available to you to find the search volume for that keyword, um, but then also to see what potential that keyword has in the future. Look to um, see potential-wise how many competitors are using that keyword, and then if you think you have an ability to create intent around that keyword in the future. For instance, if you're coming up or if you're bringing to market a very interesting product that no one else has, you're going to be creating a keyword around that product that people are going to start searching for organically in the future. So once you have an idea on what your your goals are, then you come up with basically a three-tier strategy. The top one is what's the main keyword that you want your business to rank for? Don't go too crazy with this. Keep it simple. If your business does multiple different services, stick to maybe three at most that really, really speak to what your business does and then work down from there. The second tier is service pages or category pages, if you want to call it that. So those are the services that you do. If you are a beauty company, if you have a skin cream, then if you have serums and if you have toners, then those are three separate pages. And you search for keywords that will rank each of those three um, pages. And then the third tier is your content strategy. If you really are interested in writing blog 
posts then come up with a content calendar that has um, seasonal keywords. What are people going to be searching for right now um, in a couple months, in a year? Um, and then start writing blogs to address that. Um, with that, what I like to um, tell people is come up with what your next quarter's marketing strategy is and then write around that. So for instance, if fall is coming up like it is right now um, and your business sells candles, start writing blogs about fall. Start writing blogs about the candles that smell like fall. <laughs> Just very, very simple strategy, but it's what people are searching for. And so if people are searching for it, Google's more likely to rank you. Got it. And how long does it typically typically take for Google to rank you on their website once you start writing? That's a really good question. When you look at the website um, as a whole, it takes roughly six months to start ranking on page one of Google, depending on how um, ambitious your SEO efforts are. Um, if you have enough domain authority built up in Google um, or in Bing or any other search engine, then it will be faster uh, for your blog post to start ranking. Um, and then, Keep in mind also any changes that you do to a website. Um, Google typically takes um, just a couple days to crawl, which means to re-go through that website and um, recollect information on what the keywords are and what the intent on that page is. And so uh, timing-wise, it's really just a delicate formula for how quickly you can rank. Got it. And so say I'm in a business and you know, I've decided on my keywords and everything, and I started doing some keyword research, and I realized that, damn, there's no search volume on this. So, or, you know, or it's too competitive. Like, how can I strategize around either the competitiveness or there's just no search volume? Like, how would I, it doesn't mean I won't run my business, but what's, what's the strategy there, I guess? Well, you have to figure out if you want to hit it or quit it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to apply that keyword or not. And um, if you really want to invest in it, then you need to make sure that everything is aligned around that keyword. If you can guarantee to Google that you have more EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness, right. then you are going to outrank your um, your competitor. Got it, got it. That makes sense. And then what about... The other thing that I'm thinking about is just the quantity of keywords versus the quality. I presume you're going to say quality matters, but like how do you balance quality between like just the number of keywords? Hmm. You really want to make sure that each page on your website has one targeted keyword. And if you stick to that keyword, you're um, making sure that the fundamental is covered. Now, on top of that, you don't want to go for the shotgun method where you're just spraying keywords all over the website. Um, perhaps if you want to represent um, two other services on that page under that one targeted keyword, go for it. And then just make sure that the saturation for that, those specific keywords is bumped up on the text on that page. But other than that, it's a lot of noise if you have a lot of different keywords and Google or any other um, a crawl bot, search engine crawl bot, um, they're just going to be confused and they will not assign any importance to that keyword. And what do they do when they see that there are too many keywords or like what do they do they ding you for it? Sometimes they do. Um, 
there's been algorithm updates in the past where they see that you are basically trying to spam um, and to game the system. So just make sure that you're just leading with user intent. You're really introducing the best quality um, information to your consumer. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, another thing that, um, like, you know, I, I didn't want to get into because it's not really part of Google, but I wanted to ask you, I'm so curious now, is, you know, people have been writing a lot of content on other platforms like Medium and other other blogging platforms. Like, how would you recommend they combine a strategy around content off their core website with these other platforms as well? If you have um, original content that you publish on another platform, it's uh, actually really beneficial to link to that content uh, from your website. That's called an outbound link, and Google measures the uh, the authority of that domain that you're off that you're out um, uh, outlinking to. And um, if it's got a lot of authority, that's going to actually boost up your authority too. Now you want to make sure that it's your original content because if it is not, then it could be considered duplicate content and that will ding um, you in Google. So that's a good point. Like, Does Google ding you when you basically take the same content and push it on multiple platforms? Yes, they do. And there's um, a couple um, uh, tweaks that you can do in technical SEO. Um, canonically to indicate to a search bot that this is your original content. This is the original page that originated that content. And then that page is referencing it. God. And then you mentioned something about, you know, backlinks or like getting a link. Like, mm -hmm. Is that a strategy that still works today? Like going and working with a number of different websites that just can link to your original content and then maybe Google will rank you higher? It certainly is. And it's definitely a difficult game to play. Um, I like to explain it as it's the popular group of people in the high school and you are trying to become the popular group. And so you're linking to that popular group. And the more you get involved with them, you become the popular group. But if you're just willy-nilly linking out to different domains, hoping that that domain authority will bump you up, Google's probably going to call foul. They just want to see that the content that you are um, publishing kind of matches with the content that you're outlinking to. Got it. So they are like Google is smart to be able to figure out like the authoritative or EAT of the source content as well as the destination content. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's a it's something that you can throw other websites away too. If you have a high domain authority, you can start lending your own authority to other websites too. Um, and the more interlinking that you have with quality websites, um, obviously the more people are going to be following those links and um, coming across your website. That's awesome. Well, Autumn, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think I got a lot out of it. I hope our listeners and our viewers did too. So any last minute tips and tricks for for any brands, manufacturers, distributors, other folks who are considering maybe having a website or they don't have a good website, maybe creating one, like what are your top tips that you give them? I would definitely assess whether or not your business would benefit from having an online presence and then to go for it. 
but go for it with intention. Hire an SEO if you need to, or just start writing some quality content and then go from there. Um, this is becoming uh, exponentially more online or online playing field. And if you are not online, there's a big chance that someone in their home doing an online search is not going to find you. So figure out if you do want to have an investment in that online presence and then go from there. Yeah, and I gotta, I gotta say, like, it's not expensive to go create a website today and maintain it, right? Like, the, those days are gone. We're not talking about the 90s anymore. It's a, like a different, different world today. It's cheap to be able to keep a website up and running and going. Yeah, if you have seen all the advertisements for, I've, I've mentioned Shopify or about Wix, right. it's as easy as one, two, three, just sign up for a website and get that SSL certificate so that Google trusts you a little bit more. It's an initial um, payment up front, but the good part about organic search is that it's a snowball effect. And... Out, or, um, and instead of doing paid advertising, constantly having to shell out money, if your website has that initial investment and it starts building up expertise, authority, and trust, then you're going to start seeing a lot more return on investment. Excellent. Well, Autumn, thank you so much again uh, for coming on the show. I certainly enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure our viewers did too. So thank you again. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Fantastic. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us on another episode of Master of the Marketplace. We will see you next time very soon. Thank you and goodbye. Through conversations with experts in online retail, with years of marketing, compliance and inventory management experience, we seek to empower our listeners to master the marketplace. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you next time on Master the Marketplace with Caspian.